Hello and welcome to episode 121 of the Scottish Liberty Podcast with me, Anthony Samroff, and our special guest calling in all the way from the other side of Scotland, Tom Laird. Tom Laird, wow. our guest. Yeah, wow, guys, thanks. It's, uh, it's a great, great pleasure and honour uh, for you. Uh, to have me on the show. <laughs> uh, thanks. Uh, it's Scot a thrill. Uh, it's a thrill uh, for you. And is Scottish Liberty Podcast one of your favourite shows? I would say it's up there. It'll certainly make the finals. Um, depends who's on it, you know. <laughs> have you dream Have you dreamed of being on the show before? I've often, in fact, I've, I've sometimes had nightmares about it. <laughs> Well, a, a waking dream it is today to have you, Tam, on the Scottish well, is, it a, is it a wet dream, though? Uh, let's try and keep it PG, okay? So, um, <laughs> you, is, is this a new format for us? <laughs> Where are we broadcasting this shit to? Okay. We're broadcasting this shit to YouTube, to iTunes, to SoundCloud, to your regular podcatcher. Um and we've got, well, you've got some, since you're the guest, you've got some topics to share with us today. Um, and uh, yeah. for those of you, yeah, so basically we weren't able to get together today in the same room. So we're, we're yeah. using the wonders of uh, modern technology to hook up, hence our... We often, uh, we often can't regular, to be in the same room. <laughs> for our regular listeners, just in case you're not watching and you can't see yeah. what the hell's going on. So what have you got? For us today, Mr. Laird. Well, um, I think we'll kick off with uh, the actor known as Liam Neeson, Northern Irish actor, and he is a fucking outrage, right? I know. He is Horrible. a disgrace. I'm outraged. You're outraged. Probably a lot of our uh, fans are outraged by this man. To this um, day. To this day, uh, for his participation in that abortion of a movie. The Phantom the, Menace. The Phantom Menace, yeah. Um, he should be strung up. Terrible. And as as should everybody who was involved with it. Was Samuel L. Jackson in that film as well? I think I can't rem even remember. Yeah, um, he was instantly but... forgettable. I think he probably shouted his way through it. I'm sick of these motherfucking whatever the aliens are, whatever the, whoever the enemy's called in the, you know. <laughs> Actually, I have to say, I was once on a flight with Samuel Jackson, hmm. uh, and I was in, I was just in the economy class, and he was up front, obviously, in, in either it was either business or first class. And uh, he clearly wasn't happy with the food up there because I heard them shouting, I'm sick to fucking death of these motherfucking steaks on this motherfucking plane. And uh, and then he was escorted off. That's he was escorted off the plane? How do you escort yeah. someone off a plane? People get escorted off a plane all the time. Oh, but presumably not when it was in the air and they were feeding him. Okay, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was the plane hadn't taken off yet. They were getting their food early up in first class. 
they just escorted in the door and threw him off. Right, anyway, so, yeah, this guy, Liam Neeson, is in a bit of hot water, not for those reasons, although he should be. Um, yeah. But he has, in an interview, and I don't even think it was a an official interview or anything, I don't think they were broadcasting, although they may have been, but he decided to come out with a revelation about his past that entailed, uh, I think it was before he was even an actor, and I think he was living in, in London at the time, and a friend of his, this is how he relates the story, as, as you may know, Liam Neeson has done yet another revenge movie, just a little bit of background here, because he's done, what is he on about, Taking Six by now, that's one attention-seeking daughter that he's got uh, in those movies. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so it's like, so he's, he's he's on this vengeful thing again, and he was talking about revenge, I think, mm. to the reporter, and I think to show what a committed thesp he was and how he drew on something from his past, he told this reporter that years and years ago, as a younger man, a friend of his, female friend of his, uh, well, this is what he gets for having a female friend, <laughs> female friend of his was uh, raped and he was so outraged quite rightly uh, by this and so upset by it uh, that he decided to go out looking for somebody to, to punish for it and it happened to be that the ethnicity of the the guy who carried out this horrible crime was he, he happened to be black so insanely uh Liam Neeson admits to this. He says, I went wandering around with what he called a kosh. I went up, I went up and down with a kosh, which is basically like a, a, a club, an improvised club or stick that, uh, that he was going to look particularly for a black guy, random black guy to get into a fight with so he could beat him up and get out his feelings of rage on this guy. And uh, he says, I was walking up and down the street hoping that some, quote, black bastard, unquote, would come out of a pub and have a go at me so that I could beat him up. And he said, and that's just insane. And I'm thoroughly, thoroughly ashamed of that now. Now, why he chose to, to give this revelation, I don't know. He didn't have to. Nobody knew about this yeah. other than him. And people just hit the roof. You know, you, you can't say yeah. that. He says, well, why? You know, he's saying that about his past. He's, he, and uh, he, he wasn't saying it like he was particularly proud of it, as the point. In fact, he specifically said the opposite. You know, yeah. he said it was it was a shameful episode in his yeah. life and, he, and, and how stupid and senseless that actually was. But, you know, it was something he'd done at the time and he's, he's, he's not that person anymore. But you can't, this is the thing, you can't even say that anymore. You can't even say, I'd done this stupid thing when I was a kid and it was stupid and I'm ashamed of it. You can't you can't even say that. You know, now he's yeah. they want they want to stick him in a wicker or something. They want to cancel his movie, uh, block him from getting any kind of awards if that's possible. I mean, I haven't seen the movie. Maybe it stinks. And there's there's an important issue here because he wasn't even say he didn't say he was a member of the Ku Klux Klan. He didn't say he was in the National Front. He didn't say he was in the BNP. He didn't say he was in any you know, right-wing organization. He didn't say he had any racist beliefs 
or any right-wing political views. It was just something he'd, he'd done on a spur of the moment with this rage that was inside him. Yeah, and, and, and he, he was... Yeah, go, yeah on. go on. And he can't even say that and get any kind of redemption. This is how crazy things are now. And this yeah. is massive implications. Go ahead. Well, just, I mean, why... The, the whole point, purpose of sharing these shows is to bring things up and kind of like relate. I guess he was talking about a period in his past that he was ashamed of. So why, yeah. why is anyone going to, uh, I guess people are, I don't really, people are already on the edge about what they're going to share anyway, as actors, you know, uh, we heard the, um, I heard a story from someone who says they met a rock star. Um, I, I would say who it was um, and in the airport and went up to them and the guy was so paranoid they started going are you filming it are you recording this conversation are you recording this conversation yeah. right but, but this is in a in a completely different i don't know what you said it's got tremendous in, implications so you go first oh, how do you get how did people find redemption now, here's the thing the problem was the ethnicity i think if he did just right. said i went looking for a guy to beat up to get the rage out of me i don't think anybody yeah. would have They've even bat, bat if you forgive the pun, batted an eyelid. So it's like, and Effie probably says, you know, I, I went looking for the guy to beat up. Probably a lot of feminists yeah. went, yeah, she should beat up a guy for that because most guys are rapists anyway. But he, like I say, he wasn't even a member of a right wing group. Now, when you, if you are, there are people there who have had shameful episodes in the past and they have been members of right wing groups. And they have had, uh, you know, racial prejudice towards black people. And as soon as they come out and say so, they're ostracised and they can't find any form of redemption. I mean, you can be a murderer, you can mass murder people. And, you know, if you, if you come out and say you're sorry about it, you can even get embraced for this kind of thing. But if you say you've got anything like that in your past, you are basically shit for the rest of your life. And there's, there's, right. there's no redemption for you whatsoever. And... How do people, do you know how many people I've known who have been involved in extreme right wing organizations who have tried to break away from that? And when they do, they're just, even the fact that they were ever associated with that causes them to be ostracized, pilloried, people are, people are aggressive towards them, people are violent towards them. And they think, fuck this. You know, I, I, I don't have any friends every, anymore. Everybody hated me. At least when I was a member of a right-wing group, I had friends, I had family, I had people round about me. Now I've got nothing. You know, now I'm just completely ostracized. You know, what's the, what's the point of this? Um, and how, you know, how, do you, how do you find redemption if you, redemption if you can't talk about these things and talk about the mistakes of the past? Now, here's the point I want to make. There is a way out of that, okay? And it's this. Not only do you have to publicly humiliate yourself, right? You have to public, you have to beat yourself up publicly and mea culpa, mea culpa, right? And then flagellate yourself publicly. But that in of itself is not enough. What you then have to do is you have to completely do a, a, a 180 and embrace the opposite ideology. 
You've got to become a communist or a, 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 a social justice warrior and start attacking your former beliefs violently. Then, then you, 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 you'll get... Yeah, then uh, you're going to be some kind of champion. Then yeah. you're going to be some kind of champion. And those who listen on the reg know that you used to be on the far right and um, yeah. now, you, now you're about as libertarian as anyone. Um, uh, well, yeah. <laughs> but this is the thing. People will always go, yeah, but he's, he's really secretly, he's still, I don't secretly anything. You know, if I've got any thoughts, beliefs or anything, I'm usually quite vocal about them, you know. So this idea that, yeah, he's, that he's just pretending to be a liberal. This, this is how sneaky they are on the extreme right. Like, no, you know, I, I, I thoroughly uh, reject it doesn't matter if you've got over a hundred podcasts behind you. Um, no, you know, uh, denouncing extreme right wing views as idiotic, you know, uh, and based on nothing uh, other than the rantings of a few, you know, uh, individuals. Um, you know, the, the idea that because somebody's born into a certain colour of skin or they're a certain race that they're somehow innately inferior is just bizarre you know so um i i you know yeah racism is just retarded yeah well speaking of retarded like it reminds me again we've i think we've touched upon norm mcdonald great comedian here he he got lampooned for this um episode where he what was it exactly he did he said something that uh, what was it that norm mcdonald said that he got lampooned for well, look, Norm Macdonald said a lot of things that, are, that, are, that he gets lampooned for. But this time, do you know what? That's a good question. I can't remember exactly what it was, but he also said something. He also actually used the word retarded. Yeah, that, that's what I was going to mention. Like, yeah, yeah, he, 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 he used was the already, word retarded. He was already apolog trying to apologise for whatever he'd done wrong. Keep, keep talking. I'm going to switch a light on here because I'm, I'm fading <laughs> fast. <laughs> Yeah. You're, only, you're only going to be able to see my beard in a minute. Basically, Norm Macdonald was dragged out by the Social Justice Warrior crew and afraid of getting his show cancelled or something like that. He went on the tour of various things, uh, apologising and apologising, and he was on one show and he was about to say that something was retarded, but then he realised that that might get him on more trouble so he tried to correct himself and said uh, you'd have to have down syndrome which came, uh, <laughs> came, came out even worse but the thing is he was yeah. on the defensive and it's so such a shame because norm mcdonald is so usually so relaxed and he's so yeah. funny and his humor the fact about his humor is he's kind of saying something about irreverent but the thing is, the only thing he said was he was actually defending, I think, Louis C.K., who'd been yeah. blacklisted for maybe some behavior, uh, some inappropriate behavior. And the question that it does throw up is, what is the standard? Like, Because we all, some of us who've engaged online have, I don't know if you guys at home, but I definitely came across this and lots of people have attested to it in some Facebook fight or something like that. Someone says something in it that they do not know that social justice warriors will find offensive and uh, suddenly people are dogpiling onto them going 
oh, you know, shouldn't say that. Oh, blah, blah, blah. Well, it's not our job to educate you and things like that. And they, they're like, oh, holy shit. Like, okay. And it's like, yeah, yeah. but if you, they say, I'm sorry, or I'm sorry, I, I didn't mean it or something like that, yeah. then, well, you should know. Well, you really should know, etc. Yeah. They, the The bullying escalates if you say yeah. no. So there it's needs a feeding to be a discussion. Yeah. So, the, so there needs to be a, I mean, when this started six, seven years ago, there wasn't such a term as social justice warrior. So now if these people come along and bully you on Facebook, you just go, lol, SJW, ha ha ha. Yeah. And, um, and there's plenty of people to come to your defense as well. But when this first started happening, people were getting really intimidated by it. And it's, yeah, it's kind of like a bit of a proof of like, see, Libertarians say there's certain things that the government or should regulate or that we should, if not the government, if we're in an anarchist society, then we should have obviously some organizations that will police yeah. them, violence, um, theft, fraud, and what have you. But there's other things that we maybe don't necessarily ad agree with. And in those cases, we what we need is horizontal pressure. And that role used to be provided by the church although sometimes they were in bed with government and that became and became quasi state like um but there used to be community like there's still places in ireland that if you hang out your washing on a sunday people won't talk to you after that until you apologize for it right it's kind of a proof of a uh, libertarian principle that this kind of thing happens that you don't actually need the state because most of the policing is happening horizontally you will get hollywood blacklisted but more importantly people are afraid of what their friends think about what their facebook friends think what their family think the first time you get criticized for saying something the second time you think oh, should i really say that uh, you don't, so you just keep it to yourself, and then yeah. finally you don't even think it, right? And this is, I mean, George, go on. I, well, I think to wind up, just with the, the, the Norm MacDonald thing, I mean, it was really, it's almost like watching a giant being subdued. Yeah. You know, like you see something yeah. powerful, like a lion or something getting, getting subdued and pulled down by like a bunch of mice or something, like, you know, and it's like completely powerless. When I watched Norm Macdonald on The View, right, he went on The View to do this. Uh, for those of you in the UK who don't know what The View is, it's basically like Loose Women, which is a, which is our version of it, where they have a lot of opinionated and ill-informed, uh, you know, celebrity women uh, talking about stuff. And he, he went on there uh, and sort of made this groveling apology in front of, uh, you know, Whoopi Goldberg and all these other women. And... It was really sad to watch, and you, it was like watching a giant falling. And I think why he did it, because he normally doesn't bother apologising, I think why he did it was he had a new Netflix show, and he, 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 he was only too aware what had happened to Roseanne Barr. And it's, this is what these people don't realise. Not only did Roseanne Barr's show get cancelled for what she said, but everybody involved on that show lost work, lost their job, the camera people, the lighting people, the makeup people, uh, the script writers, everybody involved suddenly was out of a job because of something that Roseanne Barr said. And I think Norm Macdonald was aware of that and I think he's a really decent guy. He's like, do you know what? I can't afford to have this Netflix thing canned because a lot of people 
it's not like my own podcast. You know, a lot of people are actually uh, relying on this for a living. So it was really, really sad to watch. But, I mean, at the end of the day, he comes across more decent than the people who are actually pillorying him. Yeah, and he is a, he, he's clearly not a ill-intentioned character. So there's a continuum here because on the other end, like, say we have um, Kevin Spacey, who was fired off House of Cards mm -hmm. because it came out that he's, like, noncing on to, I don't, uh, like, teenage boys and trying to... Um, uh, and has been for years and years and years. Yeah. Right? So... He got kind of blacklisted, and the question, and and probably most people don't think that he shouldn't have been blacklisted because I get um because the because his behaviour was inappropriate. I don't. I I guess I'm just saying that there's a process I think it's, going I, I, on I think here. Worth with, with Kevin Spacey. I mean, I'm I'm not I'm not fully aware of all the charges against them. But there are some chat. Okay, I mean, basically it's sexual assault. Yeah, sexual misconduct. But I think it's fair to point out. It might be a small detail, but here in the UK and in some, and most of Europe and a lot of the places in the world, a lot of the guys that he was coming on to aren't regarded as children. Do you right, mean they're not? Okay. They're not like I don't think they were like twelve or eleven or thirteen. I think they were like you know what you would call adolescent males. Like, I was in the army at 17, do you know what I mean? So, like, one of these guys that Kevin Spacey's accused of was, was 17. Yeah, but he was, I, yeah, but, but he was accused of forcing himself onto that yeah, boy. Yeah, that's, that's, that's yeah, the yeah. issue. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, it's not just, um, it wasn't just uh, blurred lines or unclear boundaries. Yeah, or unclear boundaries. Another song that started yeah. the shit. <laughs> so, the okay. thing is, obviously, with you know, Harvey Weinstein getting wrung out to dry and things like that. I, I think that these kind of hits are, could be used to make it look like some cases where the outrage isn't really justified is justified and other people will, I don't, I don't know, other people will say pointing to these unjustified cases of kind of blackballing people are uh, Themselves blurring the lines. I don't think we Go can ahead. say blackballing or blacklisted anymore because that would that would suggest that the term black is something negative. All oh, right. Okay. Okay. Got it. Okay. So I, I don't. And he's already blackball. I don't know. I'm just kind of thinking aloud. It's like, what is the dealio? Like, what? Um, is this? We've talked about how these kind of things are passing into law as well, and it's kind of getting to a scary stage. So but yeah. there needs to be a conversation, a more mature conversation about like yeah. what what exactly is the line that people are not allowed to cross? Because right now it seems so well, arbitrary. Nebulous. Yeah, and, yeah, and maybe they like to keep it nebulous because then if they want to get you, they can yeah. go, they control through your whole history and they can yeah. find something to get you on. Yeah. I think, um, you know, certainly it's if called, you... It's called, uh, I think it's called uh, archaeological shaming, you know. Right. Or, or yeah, shame archaeology or something like that. Yeah, they, they dig through your whole history. And everybody has well, not got something yeah. that in, the, in, a, in a different context, you know, would seem pretty, you know, pretty cringy or bad or you know, inappropriate. Yeah, so what, one question is where should the line be? And the other question and who is... Gets, and who gets to decide? 
Um, uh, yeah, exactly. And the other question is, what what does a person need to do to get unblacklisted? You know, if a sincere apology isn't enough, and do they need to show that uh, how they've changed or how they've seen what they did was ro wrong before if they did do something wrong? And, you know, to what extent are Twitter, Facebook, uh, Google meant to police this and to, to what extent is the government meant to police it so it's yeah. it's just i guess the reason why we, we i mean there, there it, you don't go a week by without something some news story on this kind of stuff coming out no, i feel they're like the tip of the iceberg you know they're the ones yeah. that, are, that are high profile enough to yeah. merit you know the exposure yeah. well there's I people yeah there's people getting you know getting things that you know, there must be people getting sacked from jobs every day, you know, because of something that turns up on their Facebook, you know, years later, yeah. and suddenly they're, they're showing yeah. the door. It's uh, said that there something said around the water cooler that might have been off color, or you know, whatever. Yeah, something it is. college or university for crying out loud, or high school, you know. Yeah, I mean, yeah. those kids, those Catholic, those Covington Catholic kids, were still at school. Those were, you know, according to you know, by the the definition of the social world. You know, some of these guys were 15, 16 year old. They were kids, according to American law. They were just kids. And they weren't even doing anything, you know. But, you know, smirking, you know. What a little bastard. He was smirking. Yeah, I know. And then uh, you hear all these you, stories about, like, a guy that was in um, the elevator. Uh, he was at some event and he made a dad joke. You know, someone said, what floor? And he said, um, oh, the lingerie department, please. Just kidding, you know, that cheesy old dad joke. Uh -huh. uh, yeah. And what one woman in the elevator was so offended by this that she lodged a complaint. Now, yeah. it's like, come on, when are we going to tell people, look, see if someone says something that you think is inappropriate, by all means, take them aside, have a word with them. And we did that, um, we did that show, um, the... With, with the sociologist um, Manning, mm. oh yeah, where he talked about the thing is about this victimhood culture is you don't get anything from confronting someone privately. What you get is for confronting them publicly and ruining them. Then you can say, "Look, yeah. I took down a bastard." Yeah, you know, it's it, it it's insane. So. Liam Neeson, I think he was foolish to make the revelation that he did. Uh, and it's I don't a think shame he, because we should be yeah. able to talk about these things. And it of course could, you think, should. Think of the productive conversation that it could have sparked. Yeah. Oh, wow, you know, what? what is this about? We could be talking yeah, about well, exactly. what, what is it in human psychology that would possess a person when someone they knew got hurt to look yeah. to do transitory violence on someone who would even be innocent to get to be yeah. up someone innocent just to get that and like what can we do about that and see if you feel like that who should you call who are the where are the places to go to who are the experts that can help you if you feel like you're falling into that mind state this could have been a really awesome thing if we lived in a mature society that was yeah. willing to use it yeah well the, 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 you've, Positively. you've just blown your own argument if, if we lived in a mature society yeah, which we, we clearly don't um, if there yeah, is any yeah. such thing as even society. So mo moving moving along, um, we so if you can bring up the, the article on, is it okay. Chope? 
the guy's name is? Chop. British parliamentary. Start, start, start telling the story and I shall help okay. you. There's currently a bill going through the UK Parliament on female genital mutilation. Now, there are already laws. It's not as if there isn't any law. It's not as if it's okay for people to go about uh, doing female genital mutilation. But they're putting some amendment in. And as they do on a Friday afternoon in the UK Parliament, when everybody's all buggered off to the highly subsidised bars that they have in uh, the Houses of Parliament, um, by taxpayers' money, the same taxpayers that they tell they should be cutting down on alcohol, those people in power are getting subsidised uh, alcohol. Anyway, so on a Friday afternoon, most of the, most of these bills get rushed through. You know, there's not a lot of people there, and they just, as a matter of, unless somebody objects. So the, the bill was going through, and Christopher just a Chow, moment. Yeah. Cliffhanger. Christopher those of you, those of you, those of you who are at home, can you just please yeah. tell me? Make sure that I know that you can see the story up it. on your screen. I know you can see it, but the people at home, they might be getting your face because you're the one talking. Anyway, okay. just let us know at home. Well, I'll, I'll so, up. No, that's fine. Christopher Chope, <laughs> go on with the story. Okay, so Christopher Chope, MP, as a Conservative MP, and he's he has been previously pilloried as well. Basically, they've said this is a disgrace and a scandal and all the usual words, an outrage, and he should be strung up by you know the, the, the larger of his two testicles if he's got them. This is, this is the, the kind of... People want to kill him because he blocked... How could he? What was he thinking? How can you block this? People, people will die. Young women, vulnerable women are being attacked and they're being, they're being genitally mutilated and you don't care. No. Not true. All the guy did was shout, object, right? Because he's like, look, this needs to be debated. There are certain things around this legislation that might be problematic, and it needs to be discussed. You can't just rattle things through on a Friday afternoon without a proper discussion. And he's done this before, and unfortunately, it was when he does it regularly, actually. But the only ones he's been pulled up for is this one, and one that obviously is a big favourite with the sisterhood, which was the upskirting bill, which we talked about on this show as well some time back. Um, you know, when douchebags go about with a camera and stick it up a woman's skirt and, and take pictures and then put it on the internet, they've made that a specific offence. And this same guy, Christopher Choke, done the same thing, object, because he wanted to discuss some of the things around this legislation that can be problematic and illiberal. And just because he, he does that, um, they are, you know, they, they're accusing him of basically being misogynist, uh, racist, sexist, you know, uh, loads of other things beginning with this, uh, sorry, ending with this, all because of this. And again, it's insane behaviour. The thing needs to be discussed properly before you pass it into law. And what struck me I've done just a quick bit of research, and there's something like 20, on average, about 27 bills. There was 27 bills of Parliament passed last year. There's currently about 100 bills being discussed in the House of Commons, one of which is a fruit and vegetables act, you know, 
what what laws specifically do we need about fruit and vegetables that need to be uh, discussed? And this is uh, this is what these people do in Parliament. They discuss legislation, half of which, the vast majority of which, don't even need to be passed because we have laws already that are perfectly adequate if they're enforced properly. And I think even a leading lady from a charity that's involved with female genital mutilation came to his defence in the guardian of all newspapers, which is a left-leaning newspaper in the UK, and said, look, he's right, there's a few problems with this piece of legislation, and we have adequate laws as it is. This is actually not needed. But nobody wants to listen to her. Nobody wants to listen to him. They just want to dogpile in, have a feeding frenzy because, well, this this is a pet subject with a sisterhood and who could possibly uh, well, like, interfere? They need, they need work. Do you know what I mean? MPs, yeah, yeah. MPs need to fucking pass bills, right? Otherwise, yeah. Yeah, people would go, what is it you actually do in there all day? Like, I would like to get elected and spend my whole time uh, writing bills that are for the repeal and simplification of other bills. <laughs> so, well, I think Trump had a good idea. Probably wasn't, wasn't his not. idea. Uh, probably wasn't his idea. But you know, if if you are going to put a piece of legislation in, you have to take at least two other pieces of legislation out. I I remember that he did that, and some people complained because it said they they just even from a libertarian side, that it was a stupid way of doing it because they just um, make big, long regulations in, in, in exchange for, right. <laughs> for, okay. for deleting two small ones. But yeah. at, at least I agree with the principle behind it. And if, if I guess I was the prince, if I was the prime minister or the president, I'd have to, unfortunately, create a department, maybe not a department, but a job for a few people to actually go through all the laws and... Um, see how uh, make it their job to actually get rid of laws and incentivize them for finding things to get rid of um so this so this, you just scrap the whole lot and start well, with the do. ten commandments <laughs> right well i don't know if but the you shall ho- hold no other god above me because with the what's wrong speed- with that one that's the best one that's well, my favorite <laughs> because the speeding with the speeding along of automation i don't want yeah. to or the anger of the AI gods of the future, and you know, Skynet might um, punish me for having right. said that Yahweh is the dude. So, in, in the interest okay. of saving self interest and saving my own skin. So, in his defense, he said that he blocks PMB as a matter of principle because he doesn't think think they should be allowed to proceed without debate, as you said. Yeah. So, here's the thing. Like you said, do we not just start again and just say, don't hit anyone, don't take any yeah. anyone's stuff? I mean, like, see if we could start with that. But the, the problem is with that, then we'd have no bloody podcast. Every podcast <laughs> would just be like, uh, so yeah, don't hit someone, don't take their stuff. And if you're feeling fruity, we'll also throw in. Uh, don't well, there'd still be feminism. Don't defraud <laughs> feminism. Right, okay. Well, I mean, we're not a, we're not a, a show reporting specifically on feminism. Well, I'd like to, I guess, uh, as as much as you may that that may better suit your preferences, I guess. Um, yeah, I, I obviously FGM. That's a serious crime. I mean, um, it's it's it goes beyond just an assault. It's grievous bodily harm. Well, is it um, any more a crime than male uh, genital mutilation? 
Well, I think that male ge genital mutilation should should be considered to be a violation of the non-aggression principle as well. I think, uh, broadly speaking, it's a more serious injury. Although I've been told, I've, uh, although I've been told that there's certain forms of male circumcision that are worse than certain forms of female circumcision, but it's not a competition. It's the, I would, sorry, what did you yeah. say? I would think so. I mean, I, I don't know how many blokes die of male circumcision compared to the amount of women who die yeah, from yeah. female. Yeah. You know, I don't think it, I don't think it's controversial to say it's far more serious an in, in injury. Um, yeah. But oh no, actually, you you say that, but I was called the uh, uh, <laughs> I was cuck of the week. Apparently, I was. Uh, I was called a what was it they said to me? Uh, white, I was called a white knight, believe it or not, and uh, uh, you uh, all a, people. And, and, a, and a mangina because I dared on a, a forum once to say, well, guys, as, as bad as it might be, it's it's just not as brutal as female uh, genital mutilation, and I, I was hounded out of yeah, there. But yeah, but it is like, evident what you could say. What you could say is, well, look, at least fucking female genital mutilation isn't legal in the so-called most advanced countries in the world, right? Whereas uh, I have been, uh, do you know what? Yeah. Here, here's an interesting thing. Like, I would feel ashamed saying that, right? I would feel ashamed saying I've been genitally mutilated. Because I think people's minds are immediately going to go to like, they just oh, think the entire penis yeah. was cut. Well, I just think I just think that people would think, um, oh, don't be so dramatic, like, uh, oh, it's not that bad, etc., etc., etc. So I wouldn't feel like comfortable telling people, like, uh, say, you know, using that language. So I don't, I don't know, is that correct? But anyway, we're. I mean, if you wanted, to, if people wanted to do a show, I, I know that. Stefan Mullins got the truth about circumcision and there's quite a lot of information yeah. out there on it. I'm not particularly keen to do a show on it, but if, no. if, if people at home wanted one, we could get, I know well, at least circumcision. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Very funny. If you want to get it done as an adult, you're more than welcome to it. I don't think that parents should be allowed to do it to their children. Um, yeah. Uh, and, and you know that to some people that's controversial. Competent rabbi. <laughs> Go on. You got the sack. <laughs> oh yeah, I've heard that one before. Uh, there's one where uh, uh, someone from the IRS comes around the synagogue and says, um, he he he's trying to press them to try and get. He's maybe a little bit anti-Semitic and wants to press the rabbi and give him a hard time and says to him, "What do you do with all the?" all the leftover wax from the candles you burn. And he says, oh, we collect them together and then, you know, we make them into a new candle. Yeah. Um, I can't remember the next one, but so it goes on. He says, what do you do with this waste? And he said, he, he always finds a way of recycling the waste. And he says, and uh, what do you do with the leftover foreskins from the children you circumcise? And he says, oh, we send them to the IRS and every so often they send us down a prick like you. <laughs> oh. Excellent. It's not the joke. It's not the joke. It's the way you tell it. So, yeah. do you here want we are. <laughs> being being levitous with this perennial jucundity about uh, you know female genital mutilation. How how uns unsensitive of us. Um, no, the, the the point is 
this is the second time this guy's been in hot water, uh, and it's always in connection with some uh, pet issue of the sisterhood. Um, and he, he, he it, it's a matter of course. He just doesn't like the idea of things getting rammed through on a Friday afternoon when nobody's bothered and nobody's paying any attention to what's in the devil of the detail. Um, and he, and he, he's right, you know. I, I, that's that's the bottom line. But nobody nobody wants to know that. Everybody wants to just feel the the, the rage and feel the outrage and and imagine that this guy's just some misogynist prick, you know. Right. One of our listeners, uh, Blazing Stars, has come to the rescue with oh. some stats for us. Uh, All 200, right, 200, 229 Jewish boys die every year from circumcision in the USA. Well, wow, that's a lot more than I thought. And he also that's says, a lot more than that. He also says some rabbis have passed herpes on to babies and the babies have died. I think that's when uh, there's a one practice where they put they put it in their mouth. I don't think that happens to most people that um, get circumcised, but in some cultish places, the rabbi puts the, the, the well, penis in their mouth. I don't know. I don't know. Iceland banned male circumcision recently, says Blackstone okay, Builder. Where are these stats from? Yeah we, yeah, we need sources. And, yeah, we need to know where uh, the stats are from. And Adam Smasher says, I don't think circumcision is realistically or even more morally enforceable under ANCAP tenets, even if I still view it as wrong. I don't know what that means. Do you mean that we can't ban it in, in, a, in an ANCAP society? Well, I don't know about that. People don't understand how law might work in an ANCAP society. Yeah, I guess you might need to move to a community that they... Yeah, and you could. I guess you could live in a gated community, but in an ANCAP society without a state passing laws, it could very be, well be that you sign a contract with your employer not to do certain things, otherwise you might get fired or, or you're subject to court proceedings or with the, the landlord or, yeah. or in order to collectively buy your garbage disposal with everyone else on your street or Lord knows what services you might... Yeah. Um, you might any service. So, so the thing is, what happens is you end up with your lights off. For example, the electricity company puts your lights off until you, you know, as a consequence for, for some crime. Um, there's lots of different here's, ways. Yeah. Here's yeah. the thing, though. I mean, what what baffles me, and I just to just to throw an even more controversy, the amount of libertarians who get incensed uh, about. Cutting the foreskin from an an, an eight, a seven year old or eight year old baby, uh, getting sensed about that because that's brutal and it's horrible and it's a, an act of aggression. Those same people don't seem to have a problem with sticking a set of forceps up a woman's vagina and crushing an unborn baby's skull until it dies. Uh, you know, apparently that's not a viable. That's that's choice. Apparently, you know, so. I don't, I don't get the moral compass there, you know. So, I mean, I'm not, I mean, I'm not circumcised. So I'm not, I'm not particularly incensed about male circumcision. It's not something I've really spent a lot of time thinking about. I but, feel like uh, I don't have the right to be incensed about it because I was circumcised. So, like, I just seem like, well, sure, like more right. To yeah, yeah, you, 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 you think that, wouldn't you? But I feel like yeah. I'm, I feel like I just sound like a win, like a winger. If I talk about okay. it, whereas someone who hasn't had it happen to them sounds like they're legitimately concerned. And you guys at yeah. home are going to have to analyze that for me and let me know 
uh, what that yeah. if if that's correct or if that's the perception or it should be the other way around. Okay, so <laughs> moving on from one set of genitalia, you've got something for us, Anthony. Oh yeah. Okay, so we are going to do a cuck of the week. Oh, oh shit! Great. Did I? I do love cuck of the week. Yeah, no, I know. Enough. I, I think we had one recently, and it, it is a well-loved feature. I have. I mean, my my, my favourite one this has been uh, Anthony Samarov. He was my favourite cuck of the week. <laughs> yeah, but that's just because you like me so much, not because I was the best choice of cuck oh, of the yeah, week. Okay. So, um, this is a great story. Feminist man thanks Anita Sarkeesian for realizing a woman he's on a date with is not feminist enough. Also known as the story of how one woman dodged a bullet, according to this person. Right, okay. Don't you just love white knights? Feminist frequency ruined my date the other day in the best pot way possible. A thread. Hashtag this is positive, I promise. Oh, why do you need to use these hashtags Oh, why do you have to even exist? Why yeah, do you have to do yeah, it's more like it, yeah. Right, my date was, right, here you go. Here's this guy's tweets, and I'm telling you there's a fuck ton of them, so bear with me. He basically says that his date was not as interested um, in it. What the hell? He, he met this woman on At Hinge, and they had it off. She's a music teacher. Un- unhinged. <laughs> Um, and like himself she works with kids anyway they seemed to be getting along well and he asked her out and they were going to the nature center but the weather turns they uh, too much too oh, he much asked kids. her out oh. he asked her just because they were getting unwell he asked her out what an act of patriarchal oppression i know i know i know i love the fact that he thinks that he gets to dictate the terms of when they see each yeah. other ridiculous yeah. shocking anyway he says they had a good time, but it wasn't air shattering, but he wanted a second date. And when they got there, she, she mentioned Fraser. And he told her he often rewatches Cheers and Fraser, and he loves the old shows, especially Cheers. And he talked about a specific episode of Cheers, his favorite episode, in which one of Sam's baseball buddies writes a book and comes out as gay in it. And Sam openly supports him, and men at the bar become concerned that the bar is going to become a gay bar so diane challenges them and says that gay men come to the bar all the time but they just don't know it yeah then then the men are adamant Ah. they would know a gay guy if they saw one yeah and she tells them that there are two gay men there and if they can tell who they are then she'll be quiet did you want to add something no no carry on the men go on and make complete fools of themselves using outdated, even for the time, stereotypes of gay men to try and determine who it is. And they are proven wrong in the end. It was a powerful social commentary that's still relevant today, almost 30 years later. Do you want to comment so far? Nope. So his date wasn't as interested in it as he was. So he explained that because he watched Feminist Frequency uh, with a at sign, Fem Freak. Uh, that the tropes of women, tropes versus women videos. Oh, so, so Feminist Frequency does a series called Tropes versus Women videos. And they came right. out when he was in college and he developed a critical eye using feminist critique. And that's why he likes the episode so much. And the girl was like, basically asked him, doesn't like watching media that way kind of ruin it for you? And 
uh, he said he was like, no, it doesn't ruin it. It just makes me view it differently. And she was not she was not about it. In his words, he mentioned some no. of the topics versus tropes, women's videos, not even daring to go on to the, some amazing things that women do with that organization. Yeah. And she was just getting visibly frustrated. And he didn't even say anything about the content, just the topic. Sorry, I'm trying to go through all these tweets. Yeah. Well, it sounds, like, it sounds like he was doing a lot of talking and she yeah. was doing a lot of listening, you know? Yeah, yeah. And he's trying to be very serious here. And I just want to add to the point uh, that um, it's interesting that she was getting visibly frustrated and he says he didn't even... Yeah, I'll bet. Yeah, yeah, and he says he wasn't even trying to force his opinion on her, just talk about it, but it's like, you know, she's like, she's just trying to ha chill out and have a nice time with him, yeah. and he, he doesn't care about the fact that she's visibly frustrated, and maybe, you know, that's, not anyway, so you were going to say. No, just, I mean, regardless of what he was talking about, it sounds like he was just capitalising on the, on the talk time. You know, right, right. So regardless of what he was talking about, I reckon she would have probably just thought this dude just loved the sound of his own voice. Yeah, for one thing, if not to add the point that he yeah. was kind of moralizing about how important this stuff is and saying, yeah. "I'm," you know, the woman gets the fact that you're going, I'm such a good person because I'm into yeah, this yeah. stuff. And by implication, you're not as good as a person as I am if you're not into this stuff yeah. or you're not going, oh, yeah. wow, that's amazing. That's so true. Yeah. yeah. At one point, it's I said, also go on. Yeah, it's, well, you, sorry, you broke my train of thought. Carry on. At, he, at one point, he said something like, it depends on the context of the game. If you have a war game and a woman is running around in a bikini and shooting guns, does that really make sense? She said something like, well, was the character designed to be arousing? Uh, it was going badly for both of us, he says. This was a huge philosophical difference, yes, but also an intellectual difference. We thought of the word world in drastically different ways there was a point in our conversation she was mid-sentence and just stopped and said okay so she just agreed with him because she 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 saw yeah. no point in arguing with right. him and he says then we started talking about hashtag the last jedi there was no going back she hated luke i loved him it was over the end no way to saving that budding relationship we haven't spoken since it was a week ago no fucking wonder I'm just saying. Yeah, so I like I like how this dude I like how this dude basically blew the date. Yeah. It's what he did. He 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 actually blew the date out the water, and he turns it round to somehow that uh, you know he, he's virtuous. Like, yeah. you know, the, the date yeah. didn't go his way. Yeah, I wasn't interested in her anyway. She wasn't feminist enough. No, dude, you fucking blew it. Yeah, and you need to Big get... time. Yeah, and the final tweet is, so that's how at Femme Freak ruined my day. It was good, though, because not only did it show me her opinions on feminism, but it also showed me she wasn't willing to discuss it with someone and have a serious conversation. Hashtag, and this is hashtag not compatible. Hashtag thank you, Femme Freak. Hashtag thank you for coming to my TED Talk. Oh, my God, with these hashtags. Hashtag hashtags. what a fucking... fucking Dickhead. <laughs> yeah. He's... So, I mean, wasn't he just, wasn't that whole thing just a massive mansplain? That's exactly how it sounds to me, you know? Uh, so... In fact, in fact, if he's, if he's 
sending that to Sir. Not only did he mansplain his date, he's now mansplaining to Sarkeesian. This right. is a this is a thing. Girls never ever date a male feminist or a man who professes to be. They are just sneaky bastards trying to get into your pants by a, a really creepy, sneaky means. You know, they're not even upfront about it. You know, there's a there's think- a breed. Apparently, there's a a breed of cuttlefish. There's a type of cuttlefish that 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 gets sex by pretending to be a female. Oh, do they? Yeah, yeah, they they do they, they hang about, but they don't hang about with the other males. They hang about the bottom, kind of pretending to be a female, and then pounce at the, at the last minute. And I think that's what these, yeah, these male I, feminists. I, I think do. the more more thing that you uh, to uh, in a more serious way, I think the thing to be really concerned about is that they're likely to be highly overly agreeable people pleaser type people who will have all sorts of resentments about you that they won't bring up until it's too late and they explode in your face because I think that's mm. the kind of personality type that it tracks. I'm well, nice, I'm I, nice, I'm nice, I'm nice until you're not nice. I mean, at the end of a lot of dates, I've often exploded in women's face as well. But, uh... Shut the fuck up, man. Shut up. Too low. John, that, that's too far, even for, the, even for the Scottish Liberty podcast. John George Stephen says at least he won't breed. So, uh, random, so random guy on Twitter, you are... The cockle doodle doodle of the week. Okay, so um, do we have time to squeeze in AOC before we go? Just quickly. Yes, let's squeeze it in. And how badly would you? You're going to try and top my fucking disgusting joke, yeah? No, I'm not even going to try it. <laughs> not even going to try it. How do you know that? Yeah. John, I mean, I just meant I lost my temper, yeah. <laughs> Well, I am about to lose my temper with Acacia O'Cortez uh, and her green deal, or rather... Your virginity with Acacia O'Cortez. It's a bit late. That's a rush. Well, I guess, I guess she could um, peg me and then I'd be losing my virginity. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's just degenerated. Please, in a few years we're going to be famous and then uh, people are going to dig out this stuff. They're going to... They're going to throw this in our faces. They really are. Yeah. So what do you have to say about the Green New Deal? First of all, the first New Deal was a load of shit. And there is a book. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. Uh, the, um, the, the, what is the problem with economic stimulus? Well, the idea that you can the government can spend money and create jobs. Well, they have to take the money for somewhere else where people would be spending it and yeah. creating jobs. Yeah, but so, Anthony, they're taking it from those rich bastards who are not paying their share. What, you mean the rich bastards who would otherwise be buying factories and machines that would make all the stuff yeah. that the poor people buy cheaper? Yeah, yeah, yeah. but hold on a second. And not only that, they'd be taking it from the military budget. Surely that can't be a bad thing. Well, I'm all for slashing the military budget, particularly America, as they spend more on military than all other countries put together, I believe, and also half of their budget. But how much do you need? I mean, what is it exactly like? Well, you you, you start. Something's gone horribly wrong. I don't know if you can see me or I can see you, 
but So now I'm back. Oh, bollocks. <laughs>